Welcome to Artists of New England. This is a podcast created to inspire you on your journey of artistic expression. Whether you are a career artist, a teacher, an emerging artist, or hobbyist, you can learn and gain support from your peers. We will explore the symbiotic relationship between these groups, lending insight and empathy towards each other. We will discover the where, when, why, and how of the creative process of artists living and working in New England, with occasional bonus interviews with gallery owners, collectors of fine art, and art historians. Perhaps today's show will bring you the aha moment you've been waiting for. Good morning and welcome to Artists of New England. I'm Laura Casanari-King, your host. And I'm honored today to have Todd Benita with us. I'm honored. Thank you so much for having me, Laura. Yes. So um, Todd has a couple of galleries. He's a native of New England. And we're going to learn, first let's start about how you became a New Englander. I think you were born here. Well, no, I wasn't. But before, I don't mean to micromanage a podcast, but I'd like to start out with a gift. (laughs) I brought you a donut this morning. Ruining my diet, but I will... (laughs) Thank you very much. It's always good to charm before before you start things. In case the interview stinks, at least we have at a donut. At least we have a donut. This is best. I love it. Thank you so much. Um, so, uh, no, I was actually born in California, but it was it was brief. I, my mom moved us back to New England when I was like three months old. Okay. A couple was a Rolling Stone from Telling Tales. Yeah. Um, so, but I was raised in New England and um, went to art school in New England, uh, Married in New England, raising kids in New England. I'm a New Englander. You are. Yeah, you are. I don't serve them. There's no California in me other than the fact that I was born born there 50 years ago. Wow, never go back, huh? Oh, I'll go back, but I'm a New Englander. New England. Mm-hmm. Good. All right. So we can say you're born and bred here, pretty much. Bred. So, <laughs> so tell us about your. Um, how did you start with art? Was it natural? Were you a kid drawing on the walls with? Well, thank you for asking. Uh, yeah, you know, my story is probably like most artists who I speak with, who will tell you that I could, I, would, I was drawing ever since I could remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember drawing cavemen at about three or four years old. That's my earliest memory of drawing something, you know? Awesome. I think How I was you probably remember? watching the Flintstones or something oh, like sure. that. But um, yeah, so I always drew um, and eventually found my way to art school. I went to the Art Institute of Boston in the early 90s. And studied illustration. Okay. Yeah. At the time, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Oh, really? I just knew I liked to draw okay. and paint, but I had no direction. You know, I was sort of all over the place. I wasn't sure if I wanted to be a cartoonist or there was a brief period in my freshman year where I was considering even being an animator. Mm-hmm. Didn't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, for some reason or another, I, I chose illustration. Uh, I'm not pretending I was, I, I was the... Uh, Best decision maker at 19, 20 yes, years old. Yes, right. But, <laughs> but you know, it worked out. Um, had a 12-year career as an illustrator, which sort of led me to where I am now. You know, so the training as an illustrator was, I thought it was pretty good. Um, you know, drawing and painting. So the, the crossover skills from when I eventually became a fine artist were was certainly helpful. Okay, you know? sure. Yeah. So, well, that's pretty cool. You get to have a career doing something that you love, right? I think that's the goal, right? Yeah. 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 So from the beginning, and then it just got better. So tell us how it got better. Uh, how did it get better? Well, let's see. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. I was an illustrator for twelve years. <laughs> I was very lucky as an illustrator in that um, I uh, I had one one of the last of the the uh, staff positions as an illustrator. You mm-hmm. know, 
Illustrators largely make their living as freelancers. In other words, they work for themselves. They're entrepreneurs who essentially market, promote themselves. And I found that part very struggling. You know, so of the 12 years that I was an illustrator, I was lucky to have staff illustrator positions for about half of that time, about six of those years. Um, so around 2006, um, I was working for a company called the Foresight Company up in Maine, <clears throat> and I loved it. Mm -hmm. I, um, it was a full-time job. I could go in and draw and paint every day. It was, it was utopia. A dream, yeah. It really was, you know, honestly. Someone's paying me to do this. Do something you love and you'll never work a day in your life, you know? So yeah. um, I remember telling my wife, you know, I could retire here. I was really happy. It was great. I benefits, the whole deal, right? Yeah. Uh, and then I got laid off in 2006. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember the phone call to my wife, you know, because yeah. we were just anticipating starting a family. Yeah. And... Uh, so I made, made a dreadful phone call. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I just got laid off, you know. And she said, um, she said something, I'm paraphrasing, but she said something uh, like, well, use this as an opportunity to do what you've always wanted to do, which is become a fine artist. What a woman. Blah, all right. What exactly. a woman. And so here we are. So. Awesome. Well, thank you. What is your wife? Allison. Allison, thank you. Thank you, Allison. All of us would not even be here. Well, you'd be here, but... <laughs> We would not be living this life of, <laughs> of fulfilling artistic pleasure. Okay, so um, what'd you do? What did I do? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, good question. Thank you for asking. Um, well, I, I, I panicked a little bit at first, and I, I realized because we were starting a family that I had to um, S suck it off the pot. I think you know what S stands for, right? <laughs> um, that's a New England term. Yeah. You can figure it out. Now we know. Yeah. So in other words, I had to get my S together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and I had a short period of time to do that because we were we would have our son you know uh, in 2007 a year later less yeah. than a year later so um, so I just had to figure out how to make a living as a fine artist and mm -hmm. I had, I really had no idea how to do that so I just used the skills that I learned as a freelance illustrator and applied them um, to becoming a fine artist in terms of self promotion you know um, mm -hmm. I, you know another thing that I did was I reached out to um, artists who were making a living mm -hmm. you know one thing i learned as an illustrator is that um if you want to succeed at something i.e becoming an illustrator or an artist or whatever it is reach out to people who are having success in that area mm -hmm. and just ask them and, you know yeah. it, it seems so silly and so simple yeah. but i i think i was i was too dumb to be insecure to know that that wasn't <laughs> um you know protocol so I, as an illustrator or an illustration student i would literally call illustrators on, on the telephone like yeah. this these guys like Peter DeSev who were who were doing covers for New Yorker and call them on the phone and say, hi, hi Peter, my name's Todd. I love I'm, it. I'm an illustration student and I like this stuff. And how, how do you do what you do? How do you make a living? And, and for the most part, they were really kind. Mm. Um, so I did the same thing, you know, mm -hmm. and um, I reached out to a bunch of uh, painters who were local, mostly New England painters. Okay. Um, and I, so I heard maybe, uh, you know, uh, a dozen stories of how other artists made a living and they were all sort of different you know and I realized that okay this is clearly going to be my personal yeah, path I could certainly try you know this route or that route or that route but what works for them may not work for me and, and I found that to be true in the illustration path as well so I think you've got to find your own road but reach out to mentors um, call me on the phone <laughs> <laughs> You dare, you dare. I'll I have his you. number. <laughs> no, so but the, but um, yeah, a lot of them have actually become really good friends. Yeah. You know, Donald Journey, um, mm. 
Stan Muller, mm-hmm. you know, the list goes on. A lot of the artists I have in my gallery are, right. are my mentors, you know, yeah. mentors and teachers. You know, if you want to be a good tennis player, you play tennis with people who are better than you, right? Yeah. So that's been my, uh, that, that's been part of it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So um, tell me, you know, how did you, did you have a, a studio in your home? Did you go right out and get one? Did you? No, no, no. I was I was literally unemployed yeah. um, that first year. So, um, oh gosh, there's uh, do we have enough time on this podcast? Yeah, we to explain do. It but I, but I'll tell you. Okay, I try to bullet point it. No, I, I painted in my basement with the spider webs in this little goofy studio yeah. space. And I tell you, it, it's still wow. From that to this, <laughs> it's, it's still my very favorite place to paint. You don't need much, is the point. Yeah. Like if you can find a place in your home, um, not the kitchen table where you're setting up breaking down mm-hmm. somewhere where you can go right. your work is set up and you can be painting within two minutes that seems to be the ideal yeah. um so i knew i had to paint and figure it out I, again i had cross training as an illustrator so the skill set i felt uh, i felt I, I was very confident in my drawing ability I, I, listen, i'm not pretending i'm a great draftsman or a painter but i'm always constantly working on it but i i felt it was good enough to at least make the transition to to break into this and mm-hmm. I, I knew you know i see myself as a perpetual student so i always see myself as He's yeah. eager to get better, okay? Um, but um, so, so take us from the basement to, I mean, oh, you're, yeah, you're yeah. in no many galleries. You know, you're in the UK, galleries from, I was walking through Camden, Maine once and saw one of yours early on in my career as, yeah. as an artist. And I said, oh my God, somebody stole Todd's style. And then I looked, I was like, oh, it's, it's Todd's name. <laughs> and then you're down in Key West. I mean, you're, you're so how'd you get from that basement to all these um, well, again, I stole ideas from mentors and I, I tried a lot of things. I tried selling my work online in 2006, the uh, painting a day movement was sort of yeah. at its birth, you know? So I tried that. It was quasi successful. Um, I tried doing fairs where you, you get a tent and you fill it with artwork and mm-hmm. that was completely exhausting. And I knew I would be away weekends and I was having a family. I wasn't interested in being away. Um, so I tried the gallery group, mm-hmm. um, and I, w- I saw some success early on, fortunately. Um, <clears throat> but I w- I'll tell you a little story how I got into my first gallery. And, um, and let's see. So I had, a, I, I had no idea what I was doing. I really didn't. Like a lot of this was just making mistakes. I knew I was dumb enough that I would make mistakes. Mm-hmm. So I had this uh, goofy idea. Now I live in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. I live there then, as I do now. Mm-hmm. So my plan was... Let me try to get into galleries that are far away from my home because I know I'm going to make mistakes and burn bridges, but I'll burn bridges <laughs> and I'll work my way north up to Portsmouth. So by the time I get to Portsmouth, I will have figured it out. Oh my gosh, so smart. Wow. <laughs> Trust me when I tell you. I love it. The word smart is, has, has no <laughs> affiliation or association with, with my, my way of thinking back then. Uh. It was all like... Just dumb jumping in, you know. So, which looking back, honestly, there's a lot to be said. We just just do stuff, you yeah. know. Just just move. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> I listened to um, what is his name? That guru guy, Timothy Robbins. Is that his name? That Tony, Tony Robbins. Tony sorry, Robbins. Tony yeah. Robbins. And he, yeah. he was talking about um, weight loss and weight loss goals. And he said something like, um, you know, people wait for the perfect weight loss plan, the perfect diet plan. Yeah. And it goes, what they really need is someone to just stand behind them and say, run, run, <laughs> just run. <laughs> You know, and, and so, put down the donut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no apologies. I stand by my donut gift. Um, but but the point is this: is 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 like so when trying to get into a gallery, when yeah. trying to to develop your website because you're trying to start a career as an artist. So what, whatever any one of those endeavors are, mm-hmm. don't wait for it to be perfect. 
certainly try your best to make it as good as you can, but run, you know, yeah. you've got to do stuff. This is one of those careers right. where you have to be uh, very proactive. Mm. So okay. anyway, so I, I, um, I went down to Cape Cod. Cape oh. Cod was oh, my, uh, <laughs> was the place where I was going to try wow. to get into galleries and I make my it. mistakes. And you did. But listen how dumb I was. This is the honest to God truth. Um, I went down to Cape Cod and my plan was, I, I was there for a week and I chose seven different towns, you know, P-Town, Wellfleet, Truro, um, et cetera, right? And I figured I would spend a day in each one of those towns, go into art galleries and just educate myself, mm -hmm. look at the quality of the work, see what the price points were mm -hmm. and try to make an honest assessment to see if my work would fit in there. Like, mm -hmm. Is my work really good enough to be here? Mm -hmm. And that part, that's a real tricky part. I, um, you know, where you're eager to get into a gallery, but you really want to know. And here's a good little trick. And I learned this from, I think, Robert Gens' website or something. I can't remember where. I'm so sorry. I can't, I can't remember who to, who to credit this to. But if you're not sure, um, you know, go on a gallery's website mm -hmm. and pick out some work that you think your work is technically comparable to, mm -hmm. right? Or aesthetically comparable to. And, and, do a screen capture, put it on your desktop, on your computer, hmm. and then put one of your paintings right next to it and really, really sit there mm -hmm. quietly by yourself. Yeah. Don't ask your mom because yeah. she'll say, oh, yours is wonderful. <laughs> you're like Michelangelo. Um, so you have to be honest. And that was very yes. humbling. I was like, oh, you know something? <laughs> I kind of stink. <laughs> or at least I, I have to improve or whatever. Um, no, no. So um, anyway, long story short, I spent seven days. I, I, I think I... It, it, it turned out to be a wonderful experience. I, yeah. I, I learned little subtle things like, um, like one of the things I would do was I would sign the guest books in these art galleries mm -hmm. and I would observe if they were, uh, if they would put me on the mailing list mm -hmm. and how they would communicate with me because I wanted to be in a gallery that was very communicative, you know, and mm -hmm. I, I think so, you know. Yeah. Um, and I, I observed when I walked in the gallery, are their feet up on the desk and they're reading the yeah. magazine, they could look over the magazine, yeah. ah, do you yeah. have any questions, uh, let me know. <laughs> You know, I, I want, you know, were they engaging, et cetera. I never revealed I was an artist, you yeah. know. Um, <laughs> I wasn't an artist. Exactly. <laughs> technically, technically, I was not an artist. Oh, but, um, but anyway, so I made a top five list in each town. And this yeah. is the part that gets really ridiculous and yeah. shows how inexperienced I was. And, um, and I'm sharing this to, to, to hopefully, you know, if someone's eager to get into mm -hmm. a gallery, you can use this and, and yeah. sort of learn some do's and don'ts. So this is the honest to God truth. I had no idea you couldn't be in a gallery in P-Town and also be in a gallery in Wellfleet. Apparently there's this unwritten rule that's called the 50 mile rule. Now, I really did not know it was complete innocence. And so- um, So I you got into all seven. <laughs> no, I managed to get into a gallery in Wellfleet and then one in Brewster at the wow. same time. Wow. And it never occurred to me to share that information yeah. with either one of the gallery rooms. Oh, no. I swear to you, my you right hand- if you're listening to this, my right hand is, is raised. I really yes. had no idea. Um, and so this went on for two years. You know, they, they, <laughs> they represented my work. And so one of the galleries had, uh, I think there was like a newspaper article. You know, oh, no. Todd Benito's uh, work was featured in this, this, coming, this coming show or something like that. Oh, and one gallery owner called you up. <laughs> she did. She called me up. And she, and um, it felt like the principal. You yeah. Know. <laughs> uh, Mr. Benito to the office. <laughs> So, um, and I was shocked. I really was. I was yeah. like, oh, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I had no idea. And I, I don't, I don't think she believed me. I, I think she, well, she thought it was, um, don't yeah. you sign contract or? Well, here's one thing I've learned. Okay. 
that was in 2006. This mm. is 2018. Since then, I've had you know 12 years experience doing this, yeah. and I've had approximately 35 gallery relationships. Mm -hmm. I'm, there's about 10 galleries that, that sell my work right now, and there are some that just haven't worked. They've been brief relationships. Mm -hmm. And so what I've observed is there are many different gallery owners as there are okay. different artists, and they treat their businesses and conduct their business in different manners. So you have some people who are like, they're just phoning it in, you know, yeah. and making it up as they go along. <laughs> and then you have these professionals who are trained in business school yeah, and yeah. blah, blah, blah. So you get all kinds. Okay. Um, and so these, um, these, 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 this particular gallery owner, <laughs> she was so funny. I had this romantic vision of what my first gallery experience would be like, you know, and I was all insecure bringing my paintings. And this wasn't part of it. She was, um, I won't mention her name or who okay. she is, right? Yeah. And, and, and you know, look, I mean, um, I, I'm super appreciative for the opportunity. Yeah. I really am. Yeah. I'm smiling right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and a little devilish smirk. But she was um, she was the opposite of what I what I envisioned. You know, I, I showed up. I was all as professional as I could be, and I was slightly insecure. I had practiced what I would say. I had my paintings framed, and I was all prepared with my website check marks and all of those areas mm -hmm. that I had, I, had, I had Googled. <laughs> and she's um, she was the, she was sort of like a waitress at a diner. You know what I mean? Like chain. I didn't do it, honey. Put the uh, put put the paintings right down there. She looks at my paintings, and <laughs> but she was wonderful. It's probably as unfair. I know I'm, I'm terrible to say this, but but it was Don't just it was not as romantic idea. as uh, yeah, yeah. as I thought it would be, and it was it was very sort of all business like. Like, okay, leave those paintings, and I'll call you when we sell them. Something like that. Yeah. Now, since then, I've had relationships that are, are um are much more professional. Okay, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. And I will say this also: if you're developing or looking for an art gallery relationship. The word relationship is the key. Mm -hmm. Like any relationship, mm -hmm. um, spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is, um, you're giving, you know? And you also want to be in a relationship where they're also giving to you, right. you know? Right. So you're giving the best quality work you can give, beautifully framed. Mm -hmm. You give them uh, good quality images of your artwork. There's a checklist of things you want to provide a gallery. Mm -hmm. Essentially, or ideally, you want to be the ideal artist to work with. So. Um, uh, so that they want to work with you and continue to work with you. And at, at the same time, you it, it's desirable or ideal to be in a relationship with a gallery owner who's working for you. Mm -hmm. And that experience I had in Cape Cod, I had an opportunity to see well over you know 60 art gallery owners and how they conducted their business. Yeah, so, um, you know, let me, the Bowersock Gallery in P-Town, who I'm still with, mm -hmm. um, I thought they were super professional. I'll use them as an example. Mm -hmm because they, um, they send out promotional postcards, mm -hmm. they have an email blast, um, they follow up with clients, they'll literally bring paintings to clients' houses. They rent a booth in Boston at the Boston International Fire Art Show, which I think is like 10 grand a booth, something like that. I'm probably telling wow. tales out yeah, of school. Yeah. But um, <laughs> anyway, they invest in their eyes, you know? Yeah. And, and that to me is just a rich relationship. Mm -hmm. They're super enthusiastic. When, when they're on the phone, they can hardly breathe. Um, I like that. As you can see, I'm kind of like that. I haven't shut up yet. Yeah, I haven't come up for air yet. I get excited about it. We're learning so much. Keep going. But I mean, you know, it's electric when, when, when they're as excited about selling your yeah. art, you know, sure. and being in the art business as you right. are about making it. That, yeah. That's curious my baby. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a, uh, that's a relationship. So you how'd know? you get into the galleries in Key West? Did you go down there too? Okay. So, so his, his, another tip. <laughs> I, I wish I could take, you know, the uh, 2006 Todd. I think it was the 2018 yeah. Todd. I could take 2006 Todd and tell him a few things because it would have sped up the process okay. of, of um, 
So with keyword, any gallery that follows the first one you get in. Mm -hmm. So in other words, you get into a gallery, mm -hmm. and then it's easier to you get into the second. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can parlay that yeah. success. Um, so I, um, okay, well, that was the, Key West was the first gallery that I got into that I didn't actually walk in the door first. Because mm -hmm. one thing you want to do when you court a gallery, when you, when you introduce yourself, you want to, you know, have some working knowledge of the gallery, and it helps if you've actually been there. So in my email introduction to, say, the Bowersock Gallery, for example, um, I was able to, to cite things specifically in the gallery that yes. showed evidence that I had, I was interested in, yeah. in more than just, hey, here's my work, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in a relationship. Yeah. I was able to cite their artists and, and whatever it was, okay? Um, yeah, but with Key West, um, I, in the same way that I had sort of researched the galleries and looked at towns in Cape Cod, I did the same thing in Florida, but on the internet. I, okay. I simply Googled like, Key West. I, I googled about six major art mm -hmm. communities or towns in Florida. Naples, Florida has a rich art scene. Fort Lauderdale, <clears throat> Key West. Um, and again, I started south. <laughs> I worked my way north. Yeah. And, yeah. and so I had like a top five list in Key West. These are the top five galleries I like to get in. And uh, okay. the first one rejected me. They said, you know, we like to work with regional painters. We like your work. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they really like my work or not. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's certainly subjective, but. For whatever reason, they, they preferred to work with regional painters. Mm -hmm. uh, the second gallery um, actually represented some local painters up here. Um, and so I was able to cite that. And for whatever reason, he gave me a shot. And, mm -hmm. and so since I think uh, 2008 or nine, I've been uh, with the Gingerbread Square Gallery on Naval Street in Key West. And it's wow. the oldest gallery in Key West. They're wonderful. That? Yeah, they're going strong after, I don't know, 40 something years or something. What, what year was that? I, want, I think it was like 2008 or nine, so something like that. I actually was down there, I think it oh, was kidding. 2009. It's a very rich accent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to Key West for the first time to go to one of my openings this mm. year. Every year wow. they've, they've asked me to go down for the openings, but it's expensive. Yeah. Hop on a plane, yeah. hotel room, et cetera. Yeah. And I like to support my galleries, but again, I was raising a family. I had very young kids yeah. at the time. They're still young, but yeah. I figure, you know, in 10 years, I really ought to go down and support the gallery. Mm -hmm. So it was wonderful. And I was able awesome. to walk in the gallery, shake hands. I, I met the gallery owner for the first time. Wow. And, and the art scene there is very rich. And so I'll pass this on since this is a New England-centric podcast. Mm -hmm. For New England painters interested in feeding yourself in the winter months, mm -hmm. go to where the money is. <laughs> go to where they're buying art. And they're buying art in places oh, like Florida. Well West. said. <laughs> you know, truly. And that was part of the motivation to find a gallery in, in Florida was because, you know, it, it, it's very seasonal up here in New England. We're in Portsmouth, New Hampshire right now and um and so things get a little quiet from yeah. you know after christmas through say like late april to may yeah. uh so again one of my mentors said well go to where the money is you know smack on the side of the head some of this stuff is so <laughs> simple that yeah. you know you re i really find myself smacking myself in the head yeah but uh um, so um let's talk a little bit about the Agunquit school of art because i think that's really key to what you're doing these days. A, oh, lot, yeah, a lot going on there. Yeah. So tell us how it started, um, what you're doing. Okay, you're so, uh, well, thank you for asking again. This is mm -hmm. a wonderful opportunity to chit-chat about things I love. Mm -hmm. um, so the Ogunquit Summer School of At, and I stress At because we're in New England and I like to stress my Boston roots, <laughs> At. Um, so my good buddy, Christopher Volpe, who's um, you know a terrific abstract expressionist. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you'd agree with that label, whatever. Um, I love you, man. You're just good at what you do, brother. But anyway, um, Chris and I, we, um, we, we sort of started uh, 
we were emerging artists around the same time and we had sons named Max at the same time. So we became friends early on and we were both represented at the Kennedy Gallery in Portsmouth years ago. And, and we just became friends and we would, um, we shared a studio together, blah, 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 blah. And for, uh, for some reason, it was weird. We were both sort of uh, reading about the Ogunquit Art Colony. Mm -hmm. You know, the Ogunquit Art Colony is one of the oldest art colonies in America. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, you know, right in my backyard, really. I mean, I can be in Ogunquit from Portsmouth in 20 minutes. Right. At the time, Chris was also living just outside of Portsmouth. He's since moved. But long story short, um, we talked about Woodbury and um, we teamed up on a workshop called The Art of Seeing, which was based on Woodbury's book. Charles Woodbury is sort of the grandfather of the Gunkwood Art Colony. He didn't found it, but around the turn of the century, 1899, he bought a, an art studio, in, uh, or built an art studio in Ogunquit and um, had a very famous art school that thrived for 40 it's years. It's still there, right? His art school, no, no, it, it sort of died when he died. Okay, um, his home is... His home is still there, okay. yes, yep, yep. That's and one of his famous students, Gertrude Fisk, okay. currently has that wonderful show right here in, Port in Portsmouth. Um, anyway, he influenced a number of terrific painters to come to Ogunquit. Sargent had painted um, Woodbury famously. Um, artists like um, Hopper had painted here, mm -hmm. Walt Kuhn, the list goes on. You know, abstract expressionist, modern painters, uh, realist. Um, a really good selection and crossover of... Um, of just terrific painters have painted in Ogunquit for the last hundred years or more. Now, when you say the school <clears throat> died when he did, that was back in the 40s? Maybe that's not accurate. Yeah, 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 in the 40s, yeah, yeah. So when, when Woodbury died, um, uh, some of his students still carried on. Okay. But, um, but the school uh, as he ran it. Yeah, the school as he ran it, it ended. So, okay. okay, so just to sort of bring it full circle, Chris and I just, we conducted a workshop, I think it was in the summer of 2013, called The Art of Seeing. It was a four or five day outdoor painting workshop, it took place in and around Ogunquit. Mm -hmm. And um, Chris's work is very different than mine. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you know, viva la difference, baby, you know, mm -hmm. I love yeah. that. It's yeah. terrific. We share a studio together and it, 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 I, I feel like, he, for me, he was the gateway to, to me understanding abstract expressionism. Mm. Uh, my work is more representational. I, I try to uh, paint nature in mm -hmm. a representational manner. Um, so we sort of divided up those disciplines. I would, I would um, work on academics and, and, and um, teach, um, teach people how to paint nature the way it looks, that kind of thing. The principles of art, the art of seeing, you know, mm -hmm. um, how to see like an artist, that kind of thing. And Chris would do the abstract expressionist kind of thing, you know, the, the mood and the feeling. Mm -hmm. um, and so we sort of, what is that Donnie, Donnie and Marie song? I'm a little bit country, a little bit of rock and roll. <laughs> that is sort of how Chris and I were, right? I was the boring uh, academic oh, guy, you know, and Chris, oh, no, Chris was the cool <laughs> abstract expressionist guy. We have guy. a lot of future podcasts coming. <laughs> Almost everybody mentions their, their studies with Todd, the amazing teacher, including oh, that's sweet. myself. So stop it. Stop no, it. That's true. Maybe one more minute, then stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. But anyway, so Chris and I, we taught that workshop. And, um, and then in the, the following summer, um, I opened up the, uh, the little gallery in Ogunquit. Yeah. And um, at the time, I was, I, was, I was consulting with one of my mentors who was, um, and again, I'm so sorry. I love you all, all my mentors, but <laughs> let's just throw out a net and but say, I love all you all. I yeah, exactly right. You're all wonderful. Now, all right, let's leave it at that. The gallery in Perkins Cold. Yeah, okay. I opened that in 2014. Okay. And um, one of my mentors said, you know, 
it's great you're setting goals, but you ought to consider like a mission, a mission statement. And uh, oh. I have no idea what he was talking about. Mm. What are you talking about? Yeah. So we developed a mission statement, which actually was part of the reason the school started. So the mission statement looked like this. Instead mm -hmm. of just opening up a goofy little art gallery, mm -hmm. which I love, mm -hmm. the mission looks like this. Our, our purpose in 2014 became, our, our mission became to revitalize the spirit of the Ogangorak colony. Mm -hmm. And there were three facets to that. One is exhibit the work of living uh, artists who are painting in and around Ogunquit. Uh, and so we do that with the gallery. We show the works of my teachers and mentors and some of my good buddies who are mm -hmm. artists in my little Ogunquit gallery. Yeah. Um, phase two or part two, whatever, is education, you know? Mm -hmm. um, pass this thing along, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so to that end, we, we, um, we continue to, to teach. Um, the Art of Seeing workshop still goes on today. Um, and we've since, I think there's about 20 classes yeah. this year that we're offering. And, this, <laughs> and we can invite we, other artists to come and Where can listeners teach. find that? That it is, uh, it's a mouthful. Are you ready? It's uh, <laughs> ogunquitartcolony.com. Um, so, uh, so the school has, uh, it's myself um, and maybe about eight of my mentors and teachers who also teach. We also invite three nationally recognized painters mm -hmm. who I just sort of pluck out of obscurity. Artists who I like. Yeah. And we fly them to Ogunquit. We put them up in a hotel and they spend a week teaching here. Timothy Horn from California just taught here. Tom yeah. Hughes is coming. John Redman will be here in August. Mm -hmm. And those are all full, I think. They're all full, yeah. <laughs> and these are artists I love. The yeah. school is invented really, or established, really because of my selfishness, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, like, I, I see myself as a, as a student, perpetual student. Mm -hmm. And I think, and I'm raising my right hand again. <laughs> when you decide to become an artist, you will also take an oath to be an art student for the rest of your life, right? Yeah. No yeah. egos, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I sometimes wish I could be bit by a vampire. I remember the first time you, you in class mentioned that you'd done a little something with Karen Blackwood, and I was just blown away. I was like, "Oh my gosh, he's what? You did what? You did? I couldn't believe you were still like." Oh, my, Karen's brilliant, and, yeah. and listen, that's not lost on me. My ego isn't such that like um, I'm. I think of myself so no, good that I'm right. like beneath taking a class with Karen Blackwood. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. Karen Blackwood is uh, no. It, She's a living master. Yeah. The way she lays down paint as a as a plein air painter and mm -hmm. studio artist is, is incredible. And it was it was wonderful to go in her studio and have some insight to how she makes mm -hmm. paintings. And it was I still have takeaways. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, um, I've signed up for a one day coming up. But um, plein air, can we talk about that a little bit? Um, yeah, sure. So well, probably when did that become new to you, and how has it um, changed how you paint? Um, so the, the first time I plein air painted was in. Um, I was living in Philadelphia in 2000. Okay. Uh, my wife, she was doing her, her uh, residency in Philadelphia, and I worked as a staff illustrator in Atlantic City at the time. I was commuting from Philly. So while I was in Philly, I took classes at the Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Arts. Oh, nice. Fabulous institution. Mm. And in some ways, if I, if I had a do-over, I think I would have went there for four years. I love mm. their whole curriculum. They have a... Um, you know, French academic way of teaching. It's, it's, they're teaching the old methods from Thomas Eakins even before him. Mm. Uh, so the lineage is terrific. Thomas Eakins taught a guy who taught a guy who's yeah. currently there now teaching, wow. you know. Al Gurry, who's uh, still the chairhead of the um, Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Arts painting department. He's still there. He wrote a wonderful book called A La Prima. Mm. Um, so a lot of these guys, the instructors from PAFA, um, introduced me to plein air painting. And I was living um, just a stone's throw from Brandywine, where one of my favorite painters is from, the Wyatts, N.C. Wyatt, oh, Andrew okay. Wyatt, Jamie Wyatt. 
So I did my very first plein air painting in Brandywine, and it was god awful, you know? You know, I do still have it. Yeah, yeah, I still have it in my basement with the spider webs under there somewhere. And um, so I, I saved some of those that, that um, I think it's good to save your first one so yeah. you can see where you've been. And the some days where you're like, you know, I really haven't grown that much since the first <laughs> so one. I have to interject here because my first time opening a tube of oil paint or any paint for that matter was in a class with Todd. It was layers and glazing. I had no idea what I was doing. And you were like, don't worry, I can teach you. I can teach you. And well, he did, but it was, it was a hard struggle. I might've been the hardest, but I'll never forget that first painting. It was two rocks and they looked like two marshmallows. <laughs> anyway, long story, but a lot of fun along the way. It's all a struggle. You know, I, I still find it as a struggle, but it's a great struggle. If you can figure out a way to occupy your days struggling doing something you love, you know mm -hmm. I mean? Then we've cracked the code to happiness, haven't we? Yeah. But, so um, how has plein air, has it changed the way, um, I mean, do you incorporate it into weekly practice, daily practice? How do you? Yes. Do so you um, at, at the time, I was still an illustrator living in um, Philadelphia. And my hero at the time was NCY. He was one of my, one of my, one of my really big heroes in all those golden age of illustrator uh, mm -hmm. artists. But um, I was reading a book about NCY at the time, he talked about how he spends at least eight hours a week painting from life, either outside or in the studio. Oh. And I, I was doing that at PAFA, but I, I, uh, after PAFA, I tried to continue that. Um, and I had also learned that all of my heroes, my artistic heroes, had spent approximately half of their time outdoors painting and half of their time in the studio, mm. uh, crafting their, their studio works, but based on uh, the sensitivities uh, developed outdoors, you know? Okay. So... Outdoors informed the indoors. So listen, I'm not, I'm not the first guy to tell you that outdoor paintings are god awful, particularly when you're starting. <laughs> and still, I, you know, yeah. if you have 40 hours to do an indoor painting, yeah. then, you know, I don't, I don't know how to say this. I mean, you can just, it's not fair to say you can do a better painting because I understand some people will argue there's something spontaneous and mm -hmm. fresh about yeah. an outdoor painting. And I understand that. And, and I'm not saying one is better than the other. Mm -hmm. There are some, um, you know what it is? It's a different skill set. Yeah. But I think the point is outdoor work informs the indoor work. Yeah. And, um, and so for me, that's how it started. But it, now it's become an obsession where it's a marriage of two of my favorite things, where I love being outdoors in nature. And yeah. I love painting. I love being with my tools and just making stuff, you know? And I'm not pretending they're great works of art. Let's say my my ratio is maybe like three out of 10 is, mm -hmm. is, is, a, keep, is a keeper, a keeper, you know? Yeah. And I, I'm, wow. That's about average. You know, I'm getting better at it. You know, yeah. it was one out of 10 not too long ago, yeah. you know? Mine's about one out of 100. <laughs> well, you know something, and then you keep shipping away, you know? But I mean? it is fun, you know, like, yeah. like you say, the obsessive part of it. I didn't anticipate that when I started painting. It is, and I'll tell you, <laughs> it, it really is the gym of art. You know, and I say this like, when you go to the gym or you exercise or whatever you do, the, the stuff that puts you in incredible pain, like, oh my God, that, that really hurt. Well, no pain, no gain, yeah. right? Well, it, there's so much suffering outdoors painting. <laughs> yeah. Your brain right. is working in such a way to, to like, you know, it, it, it's sort of like your brain is on steroids outdoors when, yeah. you're, when you're trying to make a painting. So, so it, you only have two hours and that light's changing. Light changes every 15 minutes, but it changes enough in two hours that the light and shadow patterns have changed. Yeah. So your brain is actually working mm -hmm. to speed up the process of getting all that information on the canvas. At mm -hmm. first, you know, the results aren't so great, but do a hundred of them and you can see that your your brain is, is your brain is rising to the working occasion. Fast. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all about... Um, mm -hmm. 
Watch, rinse, repeat. Do it over and over right. and over again. Learn the skill set as soon as you can. Get the best education you can as early as you can so you're going down that right road, you know? Um, the road I'm talking about is um, the um, mile of canvas, they say. Mm. It takes a mile of canvas to mm -hmm. uh, your, your first masterpiece. Mm -hmm. uh, and, it, you know, it's just a soundbite, but the idea is that you've got to put in a lot of time. Um, and if you're going to put in the time, learn how to do it from the best instruction you can as early on so that that road, that one mile road of canvas, mm -hmm. you're going down the right road. Yeah. Because you can just put it in a mile. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, um, I mean, you're an instructor, but you've also had a lot of instruction. So what yeah. what things do you look for in an, in an instructor for yourself? Um, I want to learn stuff. Huh? <laughs> it's kind of that simple, you know? <laughs> there's, there's no sophisticated somebody I can give you. I truly. And so what I look for is someone who can actually articulate. Okay. Now, look, you've taken art classes, and a lot of people listening to this yeah. uh, see themselves as art students. Even the pros, you should see yourself as art students, truly. Mm. Um, and so there are a lot of very good painters out there who are not that adept at the articulation part. You know, when you find an instructor whose work you love mm -hmm. and who can also articulate the ideas, right? And anyway, oh, there's nothing like <laughs> yeah. it. You know, and when you see someone who's really good at it, then you, you realize there's a range out there. Right. You can still learn from from just watching some very good painter paint. Yeah. Um, but to me, it's it's mm. it's best when when a combination of words and visuals are, you know, who's terrific? Don Demers is mm. the heavyweight champ. That guy, I mean, his work is spectacular. A right, he's yeah. he's truly one of my favorites. I I think when you see his work, he has you can see he's put in the time. You can see mm. he's sweat and suffered. And wow, you know. Mm. And then I took a workshop from him back in 2010, something like that, a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And this guy was just able to articulate concepts and ideas that would have taken me years to sort of struggle and figure out on my own. When you get instructors like that, yeah. it really makes all the difference. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, you have to wade through some, you know, mediocre instruction to get to that. That said, there are some fabulous instructors out there who... Um, who are able to do that. How do you find out which ones are which? I really don't know. I ask a lot of people. Like when I'm at workshops, oftentimes students are perpetual students. They have also studied with this guy and yeah. that woman and this one yeah. and that. So you just ask them, hey, who'd you study with? Who's able to articulate? Blah, 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 you know? Right. And, well, um, my first class, of course, was with you. And so the bar was very high. You're an you excellent, right excellent again. instructor. You, you are an one excellent time? instructor. One and more I time. had no idea. <laughs> just kidding. Then I did follow up with others and I that's what you just said. I'm getting so, a little shy now. That is really the I truth. Can't, I can't look you in the eye. <laughs> yeah. No, that's really sweet. Thank you so much. Yeah, but it's very true. It's nice of you to say. Um, I had another question on the left, but um, we'll come back. Anyway, what defines you success for you as an artist? What what uh, is Whew, one of those goofy questions, huh? Yeah, um, okay, I have to like dig deep and make something up. Let me see. So, what defines success? Um, you know, okay. I think success to me is is really painting as much, spending as much time I can with a paintbrush in my hand, mm. and just able to like make a living doing it. You yeah. know, um, I, I, you know, I don't feel like I'm at the utopian pinnacle yet. I mm -hmm. still feel like there's work to be done. In other words, I. Um, with the galleries and the art school and, and feeding other galleries, paintings. I'm working a lot, yeah. doing a lot yeah. of like phone calls and business management. That stuff I'd like to um, balance a little bit more. I, I, I think to me, success is um, 
you know, painting 40 hours a week with a paintbrush in your hand. Mm -hmm. I try to get as close to that as I can. Mm -hmm. And right now I'm at the, um, the uh, you know, the, the pendulum swings back and forth, you know, and right now I feel like I'm, it's a little bit too much business right now, but I'm working on that. I really am. Yeah, how do you handle all of it? Because, I mean, 40 hours at the easel and then all of the, yeah. the running of the gallery Okay, this is a great you question. Do you do this all yourself? I'll pass this on. This is more mentor stuff. Like yeah. these are sound bites. I, I, honestly, I think I, I exist in sound bites that I've learned from mentors. I'm just passing them on yeah. to you. I'm not pretending I'm like this, uh, this Yoda guy. I'm really not. I really, really see myself as a student who's really just absorbing as much um, wisdom as I can, really trying to apply the stuff that works and dismiss the things that haven't worked for me. Mm. So here's something that, um, what was the question? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, really, what was it? No. So uh, the, the one thing that, um, that sort of uh, helped me was, um, is getting art studio assistance. I have yeah. an, an assistant who comes uh, on Fridays and Mondays. Okay. Uh, there's a real nice fella who uh, he's, he needs like internship hours. So he comes on Fridays and then I have an art studio assistant who comes on Mondays who are mentoring. Um, so that's really helped in terms of managing my time. Um, but it's, um, I, I think uh, with regard to the soundbite that I can pass on to you is, the truth is it's just a lot of hard work. Like, and the soundbite is this, and I'm trying to think of it specifically. Uh, let me butcher it the hell with it. I'd rather spend 12 hours doing something I love than eight hours doing something I don't love. Mm. And I did a lot of eight hour jobs that I didn't like, you know, I worked in cubicles and I worked in restaurants and I, I, um, I, I worked as a mover one summer. I did it all and nothing against those jobs, sure. but they weren't a good fit for me. It wasn't a good fit for me. It's not something I loved and I couldn't wait to get to work. So I'd rather work longer hours of doing something I love. And it's been a lot of longer hours. You get up earlier, you go to bed later. You put the kids to bed and you sneak down to the basement mm. with the spider webs and you, and you kind of you, you chip <laughs> yeah. away at paintings and, yeah. and that's it I, I, there's no other secret you know mm. you need to work your uh work your butt off that's you know right yeah. um not complaining yeah. i love it yeah. I, well, I, I mean you do a great blessed. job you know your website's always up to date and this eh, sometimes you know <laughs> no, I think you I really <laughs> thank I, you it's nice of you to say i'm not working on it it's not perfect but uh you know i try you know and I it, work if it. you've never been down to the gallery People, you have to come down here to Siri Street to the Todd Benita Gallery. That's Check right. We're live from the Todd Benita Gallery. I love what's going on here on Sierra Street, by the yeah. way. It's um for those of you who don't know, this um this my uh, my goofy little art gallery, the Todd Benita Gallery, we opened in 2016. And then I think within a year, uh, Judy Schubert mm -hmm. and Christy Haggerty opened up a gallery about three doors down to the left. Hmm. Um, and then Elaine Miller opened up her gallery to the right. Yeah. And suddenly Sierra Street is this, yeah. is this sort of bustling place on yes, the first is. Friday it art is. walks, you know, and it's really fun. It's electric. And I think Portsmouth has like 14 galleries that participate mm -hmm. in the first Friday art walks. It really is becoming a fun place for, you know, it's becoming an art destination, I think. And uh, yeah. it's great. You know, it feels wonderful. I love the, the energy and the spirit of it. I love what you're doing, it by is. the way. Thanks. Yeah, I love when people have ideas and they do stuff. You know what I mean? Really? Well, I don't even know what I'm doing. I was listening to you talk about I don't know what I'm doing either. I really I thought, well, that's what I'm doing with this podcast. But yeah, it's good. Today it's the Toddcast, by the way. So <laughs> You're a goofball. Uh -huh. So um, you've got some you have a show tonight. Tell us about this. There's two shows tonight. Can you believe this? Wow. I know. I, I um, How do you get yourself into these things? <laughs> I like to do stuff. I like to do stuff that I love, you know? And, and um, 
and it, it is a little bit much right now, but I am saying no to some things right now so mm-hmm. that, you know, three months from now, I can, I can actually have a little more painting time in my schedule. Yeah. Um, and I, again, not complaining. It's wonderful. I really do love it. So the first Friday of every month, Portsmouth opens its, door, its doors between like five and eight for their first Friday art walks. All the galleries open up, wine, cheese, music, and art. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, uh, we're recording this on June 1st, which happens to be our first Friday. So yeah. the, our gallery, your gallery too, um, uh, Laura is represented at the uh, Sears Street Gallery, just a few doors down. Um, so we'll have our openings. But tonight, I'm actually really excited about this. This is... Yeah. Um, there's a show. It's a student show. This is the this is the fifth year for the Ogunquit Summer School of Art. This yeah. is our fifth season, and um, it's I, I really am thrilled about it. And so this is in celebration of our fifth year. We're working in conjunction with um, Historic Homes in of uh, Maine, um, we're, specifically with the Sarah Orne Jewett House Museum and Visitors Center in South Berwick, Maine. The show is called Unrivaled for Beauty, and it actually opens tonight. And the show is a show exhibiting works from the students of the Ogunquit Summer School of Art and some of the instructors like Tom Hughes, Dennis Poirier, oh, Alistair Dacey, Chris Volpe, myself, David Lucier, and a number of our students will be exhibiting their works. The works are inspired by views from the Hamilton House, which is also a historic home in South Berwick. And we conduct a lot of our classes there. So we've had a great yeah. working relationship mm-hmm. with the Hamilton House and whatnot. But just Beautiful. to be clear, the show opens tonight at the Sarah Orne Jewett House, and it'll be up all summer, all summer. through September. Yeah. Okay, how often is that home open for, to the public? You had to ask. <laughs> you had to ask. I'm sure we can look it up. Yeah, well, it's, if you go to the um, my school website, okay. um, com. there's a link right there on the opening page. You can click it, and there's a number of links that will lead you to the Sarah Ann Jewett House. I can update that on my website. Yeah. Um, see? I'm not and perfect. And I will link, actually, there'll be a page <laughs> on artistsofnewengland.com. There'll be a page of Paul Todd's links as well. Thank you for doing that. It's so nice of you. You're wonderfully supportive. So what's coming up in the future? You've got an Italy trip? Yeah. So the, um, the as I said, the school has expanded the roster, right? So we, we have about 20 mm. classes and workshops that we do with um, various instructors. And this is the first year we've introduced international workshops to our curriculum. Okay. It started in January. We had our first and our inaugural Bermuda oh, workshop. Right, right. Yes. <laughs> I can't say it without a smile because <laughs> let's be honest, Bermuda in January, that was by design. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but, you know, Winslow Homer did those wonderful paintings there. Yeah. And on that workshop, um, they actually have a great little museum there. We got the, our students in the entire class. We got a private tour. Mm-hmm. We got to hold the Winslow Homer painting in oh our hand. Goodness. Oh, my God. It wow. Terrific. And it's just a number of terrific painters who were painted in Bermuda. Long story short, mm-hmm. we're doing uh, Italy in September. Uh, we're doing a Tuscany workshop. Uh, Stan Moeller um, passed this one on to me. He's been teaching in um, Tuscany for probably a decade now. Okay. This uh, wonderful little town called Spinocchia. And it's a... Wow. Um, it's a cooking school. Sounds good enough to eat. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I heard, well, I heard the food and food and wine is included. It's oh, all, all-inclusive kind oh, of. Wow. I'm smiling again. Wow. Is this fall already? <laughs> there's, there's 11 signed up and there's one or two spots open. Wow. I want to keep run, people, run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, it's going to be great. It's a 1,100-acre rolling working oh. farm with rolling hills. Oh. And it's just, it just it looks like the quintessential yeah. Tuscan sort yeah. of, yeah. oh, my God. Can't wait. It's going to be great. So that's mid-September. There's a lot of stuff coming up. Um, we have our annual um, 
White Mountains workshop coming up in uh, September, October. I, honestly, I, uh, it's, it's on our website, but okay. it's like September, yeah. October. Okay. Um, where my team teach with Christopher Volpe and Alistair Dacey. It's a three-day workshop on the White Mountains where um, they've asked us to be the artist in residence, which, um, which I'm honored, you know, oh, it's wow. wonderful. Yeah, nice. so this is our third or fourth year doing that. Yeah. And um, it's a very reasonable workshop. It's through the AMC Lodge and they include meals and blah, blah, blah. We don't do everything for money. We're not, we're not, um, we're certainly getting paid, but this is, this is a very mm -hmm. inexpensive workshop and, 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 and an inexpensive way to sort of spend a weekend um, with meals and your accommodations covered and instruction for three days where you can just focus on the painting. Mm. And it's just a beautiful place to be in September yeah. or oh, early October, yeah. whatever. We always have it around the same time. It's always like the last weekend in September, our first weekend in October. I can't remember, but blah, 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 blah. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, um, what is this? I read somewhere you have a painting at the U.S. Embassy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, okay, so I, I still have to update my website for all your okay. uh, all your stroking of my ego and all that. Getting things done, blah, blah, blah. There's still a lot of holes okay. that I, things I have to take care of. I just have to take that down from my okay. website. Okay. So in uh, a couple of years back, the, uh, uh, what is it, the artist, the artist in the embassy program, okay. I'm probably butchering it, so sorry. Um, in the early 60s, Kennedy started this program, Art in the Embassies, oh, where American okay. artists are invited to show their works in one of the international embassies. Yeah. And so they team you up with an embassy internationally. And I was teamed up with um, with Kuwait. I was selected, I think, in 2014. I can't remember. Yeah, something like that. 2014 or 13. And it's a two-year. Oh, wow. For two years, um, I had a, a painting in the Kuwait embassy. Wow. Um, yeah, cool. you know, it was kind of cool, you know? Yeah. And yeah. what was the painting of? It was um, it was a dory. Now I, the um, whoever I don't know who was part of the selection team, but they saw one of my paintings at the Camden Falls Gallery in Camden, Maine, and um, they they uh, that's the one they wanted. So I packaged up and I retitled it Maine Pride. <laughs> I thought, you know, um, I thought, uh, you know, while you're in Kuwait, it might be nice to paint at home. And so um, Maine Pride was in Kuwait for I think two years. Yeah, something like that. But anyway. Thank you for mentioning. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. All right. So we certainly hope to have you on in the future. You're a wealth of knowledge. And so sweet. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah. Really love Thank you for, for letting me interview you today. I'm hoping this will be the first one I launch here. Great. The That's first awesome. One. And then I we love have, what you're doing. We have a bunch of other artists. We've got um, gallery owners and such. Coming yeah. Up. That's good. Yeah. I took a peek at your roster. There's some some heavyweights in there that's great and good for you and honestly yeah. i want to say uh i love what you're doing i love yeah, the I, energy and the spirit that you have it's so yeah. fun learning i learned so much about everybody i interview and yeah. so much more about what's going on in the area you know what's happened the history of the area is so rich too so that's i agree the there's, there's definitely a buzz going on i like that you're, yeah. you're bringing it to the forefront well, yeah happy painting my friend thanks again for asking all right that. thanks todd we'll be talking again If you found inspiration from today's show, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and share it with a friend or two on social media. Also, take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes or share your takeaways from today's show on artistsofnewengland.com under today's episode. And while you're there, you'll find links to the topics mentioned in today's show. And don't forget to peruse the growing library of podcasts and resources. Thanks for listening. You got beauty to share with the world that no other human has. So get in the ring and pick up that brush.